Cadaverkeist. It's where we steal bodies. Cadaverheist. I'm gonna try that again. Welcome, critters and creeps, to another episode of Cadavercast. I'm Al Burnham. And I'm Cadaver Dad Jeff Burnham. And today we have a guest. I'm Joe Ketchum. Yes. And where are we recording from? Joe's house. Yeah, not Frankenstein's Monkey Farm this time. Yeah, it doesn't have what? a cool name like yeah. Frankenstein's Monkey your, Farm. Your place needs a, a cool name. What's what's Joe's place's name? <laughs> Joe can make it up. Joe, what's your name? What's oh, your... I'm on the spot. I'll think about it. I'll get back to you. If the treehouse in Ernest Scared Stupid had a name, we could just go with that. But it didn't. It was just... Treehouse. A place to hide from buttheads. <laughs> and squid lips. Squid lips. And, and booger lips. So what are we talking about, Alistair? Um, Ernest Scared Stupid. From 1991. Yep. Joe and I were wee little ones when this came out. Just a little <laughs> bit older than you. Hmm. <laughs> 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 So what's going on in this movie? Well, um, they're trying to hide from the troll in the in the treehouse. The so there's troll. a troll in this movie. Yeah, and they're trying to trap the troll, but the troll gets his kids out. And that's the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so how about we talk about the beginning now? Okay, who's the star of this movie? Um, Ernest. And is this the... So, okay. It's called Ernest Scared Stupid, right? But who is Ernest? Why should we care? I do not how, know how to explain him. Maybe you can turn it over to Joe. Hey, Joe. No one knows how to explain Ernest. <laughs> so <laughs> how about you, you're, Dad? You're fine there. <laughs> how about you, Dad? <laughs> He's a, a now nearly forgotten pop culture icon of the 80s and 90s whose humor i don't know that it was ever i was gonna say is now pretty hit and miss but it was probably then pretty hit and miss but i was also like seven so yeah it's the we were the seven-year-old is the target audience i think for ernest p Worrell, except for in this movie yeah like this movie nails ernest i think this is the most earnest movie. Yes, yeah, the most earnest, earnest. <laughs> Except for maybe Ernest Saves Christmas, which I haven't seen since I was a kid, but I imagine I'd still enjoy. That one does hold up pretty well, yeah. actually. From, I would think it does. It's, yeah. it's a nice movie, for sure. Um, the only ones I have not um, watched that I know about are Ernest Goes to Jail and Ernest Saves Christmas. I know about them, but I have not seen them. Dude, you've so Al has seen just Ernest Goes to Camp and Ernest Scared Stupid. And uh, that's it. But, Al, there's a ton of them. There's Ernest. Ernest goes to Africa. Ernest joins the army or yeah. something. Slam dunk Ernest. Christmas, like we mentioned. Ernest, Ernest's uh, cancer scare. <laughs> no. I, don't, I don't know. Like It's anything that could be done on the face of the planet they had an Ernest movie about. When I, uh, when I reviewed Ernest Goes to Camp on Twitter, a podcast called The Importance of Seeing Ernest liked it. So apparently there's a podcast devoted to Ernest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is. I mean, how, I don't know how long you could keep that going. Apparently, it, I like looked it up earlier today. Apparently, it's like monthly, and they're just starting out chronologically with like his old commercials and bits. Yeah. But how many commercials would you cover in a in an episode? The one description said they were doing like all the commercials <laughs> in one episode. <laughs> wow. So, Alistair, Ernest got started out as a character that Jim Varney did. Um, you would also know Jim Varney from Toy Story. He was Slinky Dog. Yeah. Yeah. He was Slinky Dog? He sure was. He might have passed before Toy Story 3, though. He might have. I yeah. 
Oh, so somebody else had to play Slinky Dog? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nowadays, it's, I mean, it's not him because he died. So uh, that's Jim Varney, plays Ernest, and he was in a bunch of commercials for different things. I don't know how that worked exactly. Like, it's weird to think that there was, like, a commercial mascot who is a mascot for a bunch of different things. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there was hardware stuff Drew was talking about, some kind of hardware thing. He was also, like, a Sprite representative or something. Yeah, you said Sprite or Squirt or he something. was a spokesman for. But can you imagine, like, the the Verizon character, <laughs> like, also selling, I don't know, Cheese Whiz or anything. Or but Sprint. As the same, uh, yeah, or Sprint. But as the same character. Yeah. You know, like Jim Varney being in a bunch of different commercials, whatever, but Ernest was selling the products. That's weird, right? So a bunch of different commercials, Ernest was on there, and then he had, I don't know which came first, the TV show or the movies? I think TV show was first, and then Ernest Goes to Camp was yeah. the first movie. There might have been, it might have been some crossover between TV and the first movie. And we, well, the reason we're recording this now rather than in Halloween, which, like, around Halloween... Because I think this is kind of a perfect Halloween movie for, yeah. like, kids. But the reason we're doing this now instead of October is because on quote-unquote Guilty, which is Joe's show, we just did an episode on Ernest Goes to Camp with Drew Hallam from the Real Feels podcast, and that's going to be dropping the same day as this episode. So, you know, check, check them both out for camp and being scared stupid that one got really weird yeah it's a very strange episode a very strange discussion about Ernest goes to camp <laughs> i would absolutely fried after that discussion <laughs> it was great though i had a lot of fun i'm a fry yeah i'm a fry <laughs> exactly <laughs> so that's Ernest, and there's a bunch of movies but uh this one holds up way better than Ernest Goes to Camp. Oh, yeah. I, I thoroughly enjoyed watching it today with you guys. <laughs> How funny is it, Alistair? <laughs> it's really funny. The, the troll looks like he has two noses. He does. Yeah, he has two noses. <laughs> yeah. It was really funny to me. I looked up I looked up the IMDb page for Ernest Scared Stupid, and the guy who plays the troll, his IMDb picture is him from this movie as the troll. The guy, oh my god. Yeah, the guy legit has two noses and uh, big pointy ears, a head like four times the size of normal. That's not true, Alistar. I'm making that up. I know. <laughs> he just likes that picture. Well, there probably isn't really a headshot for him because he only did, what, like three things? Yeah, he only had three acting credits. Yeah. It's, it's more interesting to me that Scared Stupid's 1991 and is like a completely different movie. It's like miles ahead of Ernest Goes to Camp yeah, in just well, those four years. Let's posit this to Alistair. Alistair, one of the things that we were talking about on quote-unquote guilty was the idea that perhaps every Ernest movie is about a different Ernest from a different universe, like Whoa. Rick and Morty with a bunch of different... Not that you know Rick and Morty that well, because uh, you've never really watched it, but uh, you know how I told you there's like a bunch of Ricks and Mortys from different universes? Yeah. Like that. Like, they're different Ernest from different universes. And so, like, sometimes, like, some Ernests are maintenance men at camps, and others are garbage men. And others are janitors at banks, I think is what he is, and Ernest goes to jail. I think, yeah, or, yeah, I think you're right. Something like that. What do you think of that idea? That's really cool because we have, like, different jobs in different movies. I think it works. I think it explains. I, it. I think this movie. I think the only way to explain this movie is with the Ernest multiverse theory, because as in certain scenes, Ernest is many characters all at once. Oh, that's bananas! It has to be multiple Ernests from multiple universes. <laughs> now, what did you make of those scenes? Can you explain those scenes where he plays all the different characters in one scene? Well, he talks. Um, there's Ernest from different universes. Well, <laughs> so okay, they all come at one at different times. And talk to each other. He can summon them when yeah, he yeah. needs them. Because one of the shticks that they developed, I think in the TV series, is that Ernest would change like mid-conversation to other characters who would all be having the same conversation, but they'd all be him. And it's insane. Yeah, it doesn't work at all. Like, it's there's no logic to it. Yeah. And I was really wondering, because of course there's a lot of makeup involved in his costume changes. There's a lot of, I mean, a lot of costuming. Right. And this kid, Kenny, 
Kenny Binder. Yeah. <laughs> we assume Binder's his last name. Either that or people are just talking about adhesives like left and right. <laughs> but uh, Kenny Binder is watching Ernest have one of these, I don't know, mental breakdowns about fighting the bullies. And I was wondering, like, is this kid watching Ernest, like, change? <laughs> is Ernest leaving the room and changing, like, five, ten minutes of costume change stuff every time he wants to, like, change from the woman with the neck brace to, like, the the lumberjack character? It's like every line, too. It's not like, uh, you guys haven't seen Yoga Hosers. No, I've not. But like you, they take no reason little, you should. It's like they have... They have to make the costumes at first, then they he just runs away, gets the costume on, runs back. Yeah, but he's switching back and forth, like, line to line. Like, it's like there's six different characters in the room talking, but he has to be changing back like, and forth dude, constantly. It's not like he does one character for a little while, and then he's a new character for a little while, and then he's a new character for a little while. <laughs> Maybe he, like, sprays the kid in the face with, like, some <laughs> Batman, like, paralysis gas. <laughs> like... <laughs> And he's like, eh. Then he's gone for an hour to change and do his makeup, and he goes back to continue the scene. That's why everybody's worried about where's Kenny at the end of the movie. (laughs) He's been gone for a week just for this one conversation. (laughs) Oh, no. Poor Kenny. That doesn't explain the movie at all. No. No. No, that's just the oddest part of the movie That is a weird part of the movie. But, like, what's... Okay, Alistair, what's the story, though? Like, what what's the history of this troll that you talked about? What's going on here? Maybe maybe we can rein this back in and explain something to our listeners. Um, we should talk about the movie and not just the others, though? Yes, exactly. So what's, what's the history of Trantor? What's the story behind Trantor the troll? The Beast of Briarville, they call him. Well... Um, before Ernest figures it out, he was a troll from the troll universe. (laughs) This is all one universe. Let's just keep this in one universe for the sake of simplicity. (laughs) There was another troll king who made, um, other ones. Then they died, but he ran ran away. Are you making up your own history of Trantor? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I was so confused. I was like, Al, where'd you get this? We, we watched a completely different movie. <laughs> I thought you were talking about this is in the movie. No, no. What happens in the movie? Like, <laughs> I like your story. I like the idea that there is a I whole... like giving yeah, a deeper history to Trantor before we see him in olden times with old Ernest P. Worrell. Yeah. <laughs> and just... Eartha Kitt's character 140 years earlier, <laughs> which maybe we'll talk about. But was... I thought it just said many years ago. Yeah, but Ernest is the seventh son of the seventh son, which would mean there's seven generations of whorls between that cold open and then the well, rest of the Well, why can't the opening whorl be, like, the fifth son of the seventh son? I guess. <laughs> but, like, why would it even matter? Yeah. <laughs> if Like, if it weren't directly, whatever. So what happens in the opening of this movie, though? Like, what actually happens in well, the opening? Because this is the whole story. Well, he was running Who after- was? Um, the big troll, he was running after. After what? After a kid, because he was trying to make the trolls, but they Mm -hmm. trapped him under a tree. Yes. And who trapped him under a tree? That's important. Ernest's great-great-grandfather. Some kind of early ancestor of Ernest named Phineas Worrell. Yep, Phineas. And so then Trantor places a curse on the Worrell bloodline. Do you know what that curse is? What? And to, be, is... to be janitors forever? Yeah, <laughs> janitors. People who clean up buildings and stuff. Yeah, I mean, the, the curse is that eventually one of the Worrells will let Trantor out. That's part of it. That's maybe that prophecy. Scene. Rather than curse. Yeah. Right? But the curse is that every generation of Worrells after Phineas Worrell will be dumber and dumber and dumber (laughs) and dumber. Like, each generation will be a stupider human being. And then smash cut to Ernest. We then meet Ernest once we learn that tidbit. That explains why Ernest is the way that Ernest is. Troll curse. That guy probably cursed all of the Worlds. Like, every single world. 
Oh, what if they just all, they got so dumb instantaneously, they just keep naming their children <laughs> Ernest? Because they, they don't have any imagination. And they only have one, like, change of clothes. <laughs> so then when they grow up, they, like, take their clothes off and pass it off to their kid. <laughs> Who is now full grown. Yeah, full grown. And they reproduce naked. asexually. Yeah. Right, just like a worm. They just, like, bleh, you know, or whatever. I think they bud. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. This is this is going places. <laughs> But I, I do like the I do like the scene where Ernest lets loose Tron the troll Trantor Trantor I keep getting its name wrong Trantor, Trantor. the beast of Briarville when he's telling the kids the story of how to release Trantor and he's like a whirl on a night like tonight and a tree like this the night before Halloween has to say uh, yay I call thee fourth Trantor <laughs> but what are the odds of that happening <laughs> <laughs> knocks three times <laughs> one two three beep and then there's a ghost. Like yeah, a ghost. There's like a literal ghost just floating around. Shoots out of the ground randomly. <laughs> it's like we're gonna release a troll, and then a ghost pops out of the ground. The ghost was probably he's trapped like, like, years oh later. Oh my gosh! Yay! Yeah. He's like, oh my gosh! Yay! What else do you have to say about Trantor? Um, nothing. Nothing. He's tiny. He is. He's very, very. He's like small. four feet tall. Yeah, he's a small troll, and he's got all kinds of extra parts. Which is unsettling. Like, as a kid, I remember this... Like, I loved this movie. I've always loved this movie. Yeah. And as a kid, though, I was like, this troll is actually, though, really kind of spooky. In an otherwise hilarious, weird, goofy movie, it's got a legit monster. It's slimy and Good. gnarly. It's got, and and it's made teeth. by the uh, the Chiodo brothers. Right? Oh, from Killer Clowns. Yeah, cl- uh, Killer Clowns. Al, what do you know about this movie and Killer Clowns? That... Um, the killer clowns' masks are on trolls. <laughs> yeah, in the end of the movie, when there's the all the other trolls released, they used some leftover killer clowns' masks and just <laughs> repainted them. And you see them, like, especially one. I saw one two times. So they used leftover killer clowns. So they were killer trolls? Killer, killer trolls. Killer Keeblers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good joke. <laughs> oh, Killer trolls from under the tree. Exactly. There we go. Nailed it. <laughs> so yeah, the the Chiodos man, they they created one heck of a thing in Trantor. He's real gross. He's yeah. got like little like nubs all over him, and he's got the extra nose and all kinds of snot. Yeah, and then when they, um the ghosts come into him, and his ears turn into these wiggly things. And oh yeah. Like, ears he had tiny three of them then they just growed out and you couldn't see his ears oh he's real nasty there's like all of these extra little i don't know what i don't know what you'd call them little like tubi appendages kind of a things like tube appendages pop out they're like horns yeah it gets like the little wiggly ones that like hang off the side of his head and the only way i can describe them is listeners if any of you have seen uh, Stuart Gordon's From Beyond, the pineal glands that come out of people's heads in that, it's like those all out the side of his head. It's real nasty and weird. Gets tons of extra horns, uh, thanks to the... Who did? Who does he get to do it? Who huh? gives him the power? <laughs> do you remember who gives him the power to grow all those extra parts? No. And become immortal? Joe? Evil demons. <laughs> Evil demons. <laughs> Not... Not, not those good demons, or the even the, the middling demons. <laughs> Evil ones. No, but the ghost that came out of the ground was a middling demon. He was like, oh. yay! But um, evil demons don't say yay. They say, rawr! Okay, I buy that. I buy that, because of course that would explain that singular ghost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other ghosts that fly into him would be the, the evil demons. I like that. Sure. Good call, though. Yeah. Middling demon, but um, the downest demon. The downest demon. The lowest demon. Okay. Is the good demon. <laughs> they don't get paid very much because they're not evil at all. <laughs> they're <laughs> they're like, like interns. They only get one dollar. Um, they only get one. One devil dollar. Yeah, one devil evil dollar. Evil commission. No, every every single month. They get one dollar. They're they're paid on torture commission in hell. (laughs) 
It's a real good commentary on capitalism. Like <laughs> hell, and then get only get one dollar. But um, evil demons every day they get fifteen dollars. This makes sense to me. And the more they care about their wages, the more evil they become. <laughs> and the more evil they come, the more money they make. Or maybe like. Um, Hooray for Hollywood! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I got a good idea. Um, what if low demon and a low demon touch? They would become a middling demon and a middling demon and a middling middling demon touched. They would become evil demon. And then if an evil demon and an evil demon came together, that's what the troll was. Wow. Okay. Troll, so that, that evolution makes can sense. Become trolls. So what next, man? What do we talk about next? Hmm. Your show, dude. Uh, I'm trying to... Trying to read your notes. Al took his own notes for the first time ever for the show. He was very proud of them. Had some good ones, too. The garbage truck. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, let's talk about the garbage truck. Absolutely. What about it, man? Well, Ernest has his dog. Um, Rimshot. Rim, ribshot. Rimshot. Rimshot. No, rim. Oh, rim, yeah. Rimshot. Not rimshot. Rim <laughs> <laughs> ribs. Yeah. And then, no, he he opens his rib spot. Ribshot. <laughs> I can't say it. Rib so is... spot. He opens the spot where his ribs are and then shoots out ribs. Oh, <laughs> so, it's horrifying. So this, in your version of this story... This is like Ernest goes to the Garden of Eden and he needs a companion, so the Lord uses one of his ribs to create rib shot. <laughs> right? Yep. Yeah, this makes sense. But but like Ernest has to open up his chest cavity and shoot out ribs that turn into dogs. This doesn't happen in the movie. What about the what about the garbage truck? <laughs> so he has a dog Rim Rim shot. Rim shot? You could just call it his dog. It's the only dog in the movie. Or just the dog. The dog. He has the dog with him, and they're doing the garbage truck. And Ernest is so funny because there's, like, these washers that wash garbage cans for yeah, some reason. He's got it automated, very earnesty kind of stupid inventions, like impractical you know, like in Ernest Goes to Camp, he had the, the weird strap on the, the spit over the campfire. Yeah. This is like that, but with garbage cans. And so it's like mops and roller skates. and Yeah, it's unclear what the, the garbage truck is actually meant to do. It's just, it's all this automated mops going into buckets, but the mops don't actually like go out and clean anything. They just go in and out of buckets. <laughs> uh, they seem to be washing the trash cans, which also <laughs> seems impractical. Yeah. I don't... Why would you do I, that? <laughs> I see why he you did get it? that. Okay, explain because it to me. Because there's garbage in the truck, so they took the cans, brought them in, and then they just stuck them into where the washers are, then turned it on. Okay, so then they clean the trash cans, then they put more trash in the trash cans. Yeah. It seems like a colossal waste of water and energy and time. And also the city's resources because no, it, he's the only just, trash just, man they have. It's yeah. just it just sucks up those soap and keeps it. And oh, so they it. keep using the dirty water over and over again? No, but it like goes in, cleans it, comes out, keep watching. At it. least it makes sense to you. See, again, this <laughs> is the thing we were talking about. You are the target audience for this movie, really. You're nearing seven right there. Makes sense to Alistair? Then I guess it makes sense. It's a garbage truck. And he gets trapped in it. Oh, yeah, he does. He falls in the garbage can. Then he literally almost gets squashed. Well, he does get squashed into a big square. Like a cube of trash yeah, kind of a, a thing. Yeah, a cube of trash. And, <laughs> and that's what comes out of the truck. Yeah, they he open just, the truck and he falls out in a big old cube of trash, basically. Yeah. His friends. Yeah. His friends who are children because no adults will talk to him. That's Ernest's life. Only mean ones. Yeah, nobody likes him again. Although when Ernest goes to camp, nobody liked him, even the kids. So, except for the, no, I don't know the woman did. Never mind. Go listen to that episode. (laughs) I don't know that we ever unpacked that, but. Yeah. Let's do squash kebab. 
<laughs> Squash kebab. Yeah, there's some good stuff. Everything troll and truck. Let's talk about that. The troll trap. Yeah, the troll trap is good. It says, <laughs> um, you're going to be squash kebab. I think that's what he says. I think he says, I also read it down booger nose. He calls them booger, booger lips. Booger, Bo- lips. booger lips gets says, thrown around a lot. Hey, booger lips, you're going to get squash kebab. I think he's out for revenge over uh, rim shot at that point. Yeah. Because well, rim shots get tr- gets turned into a log. In, in Rim, yeah. and that's, in some ways, that's more tragic than the children. Yeah. Because Rimshot, and not just for the character of Ernest, but Rimshot's an incredible dog. <laughs> he Rimshot, can drive. Rimshot can straight up drive. <laughs> <laughs> He's smarter than Ernest by, like, <laughs> I they're wish, at least on par. Like, I they wish have different skills. <laughs> on dogs that would be so funny or like if he everything. used dog power do you think that would have created different trolls if he put rimshot in the tree instead of the kid would that have oh. created more like dog-like trolls oh yeah <laughs> or like some mm, trolls have four legs yeah like or like the monsters in um attack the block something like that <laughs> oh horrifying <laughs> Oh, Al, you're going to love Attack the Block. Ernest isn't ready for Attack the Block dog monsters. John Boyega barely ready for Attack the Block. I should rewatch Attack the Block because when I did, it was way overhyped and it was a bit disappointing, but I think I need to revisit it. I saw it thinking it was a shoe commercial. Like When I saw the trailers, I thought it was a straight up shoe commercial because I watched a two and a half minute trailer and I was like, was that an ad for shoes? <laughs> what? Because I, I could not believe that was an actual movie. Like, those things, they do not look like creatures in a movie. And I, I saw the trailer, I swear to you, four times before <laughs> I finally was like, I got to see if this is a real movie. And you were surprised it was. Uh, by that point, I'd become convinced it probably wasn't a shoe ad. <laughs> but I'm also, you know, growing up in the 90s and, you know, in the era of Ernest Scared Stupid... That was a time when commercials rarely had anything to do with the actual thing they were promoting. You remember that? Like all the Levi's commercials and they'd be like, you know, it'd just be like Buffalo, like (laughs) stampeding or something. Yeah. And then it'd be like, Levi's. Like, what are the Buffaloes? Are you making your jeans out of Buffaloes? What's going on? (laughs) To give you a rugged cowboy aesthetic yeah in case you want to herd buffalo <laughs> you'll need like... levi's you'll need levi's <laughs> but yeah they have then uh uh ernest and trantor have a fight on the back of the truck that is epic yes that's amazing <laughs> what do you think of that al it is so cool what happens so he comes up on the front of the truck and he's like and he sprays the oh the, with the troll the anti-troll spray and then he's like, and he falls. But then he climbs up on the on the roof and like trying to stab him, but he can't see through, so he's not getting him. And then he comes in. You know, he can actually talk human, and he can imitate other people's voices. Yeah, yeah. it was really spooky. That's the first how first time he did the- it with Ernest, like, oh, he does a really good Ernest. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because that's how we got his first Yeah, giant. the first kid. It was like, and he fell in the stuck puddle, and he was like, Ernest, help me! It was like, I got you. Then he looks up, he was like, ah! That was very well acted and visually performed, and I'm going to leave it in the show. <laughs> so that, listeners, you can imagine. You just watch the movie so I, you know what my body looks like. <laughs> well, just yes, don't I'll, look at the bottom. So, you, so you know just the thing that you bottom. acted out. Is that what you mean? <laughs> no, no, no. So that they know that he has two noses <laughs> and ears with gross little wiggly nubs and is constantly wet and slimy. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. We're I constantly am wet and slimy. I am wet and slimy. <laughs> well, I'm not wet and I'm not slimy, so I'm wet. <laughs> <laughs> Can't argue with that Joe. logic. 
My favorite part of the the Trantor truck fight is when he gets run over by the truck. Yeah, that's amazing. When Rimshot throws it into reverse by going in the wrong direction on the gear shift and then runs him over. I think that the truck's probably been retrofitted to be driven by a dog. (laughs) Yeah. So They've done this before. Yeah. Yeah, it runs over Trantor in reverse. And it's just so funny. The (laughs) Trantor dummy getting hit by the truck. (laughs) Conka, conka, conka. And, and, no, the smoke, I wish they saw him get the smoke hit in the face. That would be so funny. I wish for that. Please show us the smoke on him. Oh, my God. What, after he gets hit by the truck? No, no, like when the, the smoke comes off the wheels. I wish we could see that. Oh, like when they're peeling away? Oh, yeah, they're, oh. Tr- they're doing the tug of war because Trantor's yeah. pulling the truck and he's trying to get away and then he throws it in reverse and runs him over. It's just like Trantor went, but then the, he made the truck go too fast. And he was like, Wee! Exactly like that. Or maybe he... Wee-hoo! I have another one. Booger knows that we're talking about. Uh-huh. He said that two times. Yep. A lot of good insults in this movie. There was also um, squid um, or... Squid lips. There was both... Booger lips and squid lips. Yeah, I didn't. booger lips. Right. Yep. He calls them squid lips when he thinks he has them trapped in the troll trap. Yeah. When he's like bragging about how he trapped a troll and he's like, take that, squid lips. Oh. <laughs> squid there's, lips. there's also uh, bullies who are called buttheads. The number one insult in the 90s, the early 90s, was butthead. Yeah. Absolutely. And then, uh, you Which know. I think largely comes from Back to the Future. We grew up on Back to the Future, and every butthead was the funniest thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's butthead, and then dork, of course. Yeah. was thrown around a bit. Um, but then you got the more creative booger lips, squid lips. Uh, what else? I, feel like I, I thought I thought Wimp Binder was a good one, but he was oh, just yeah. calling yeah. him by his name. Yeah. <laughs> you Wimp Binder. <laughs> If two if two wimps got stuck together, you'd be the glue. <laughs> okay, let's talk about that since I just writed that down. I think we did just talk about it. What do you want to say about it? Well, he like jumps out of the truck in a troll suit and he's like, You wind binder. Yeah. About covers it. And that's the, the bullies, the butthead bullies, who are the sons of the mayor. I think so, yeah. Both of, both of them are the sons of the mayor. One of them gets turned into a doll. doll, one of the wooden dolls. He gets turned into a doll that looks like the Heisman Trophy. Did you notice that? I did not. It's like it's like shooting his hands out to the side like the Heisman Trophy. Oh, I, don't, yeah. I don't know I, that I would have recognized that, no, having like, no notion like, oh. of what that trophy like, looks like. It, it looks very strange. It was like, that was the wooden doll that was in Oh, the this hand. is a perfect imitation. Listeners, are you seeing this? <laughs> Tune into the live cast. <laughs> so that, I think, uh, takes us to approximately the end. But, Joe, did you have anything to talk about? Um, I was... Oh, Al, Al's name is Joe now. <laughs> Joe That's... too. Don't be fooled, listener. That is not Joe. <laughs> I know me. <laughs> I actually had one in my mind already. Okay, what what do you want? What do you want to talk about there? Um, I was thinking bullet troll. Oh, the bullet troll? Yeah, we'll talk about that when we get to the climax. Oh, that's a cool one. We'll definitely the talk about that. So I have Miak written down. Yeah. Miak. What is Miak? Authentic Bulgarian Miak. <laughs> is, uh, is that like a nothing. spice or something? No, I think it's, it's not nothing. a real thing. I think it's made up. By these guys, by the writers, the, the movie, Coke Sam's I and Charlie it up at one Kaufman point. or whoever. I yeah, don't remember. If you search Miak, oh, it comes up in Urban Dictionary, a rare, slightly antiquated beverage generally produced in Bulgaria. Oh, it's from Ernest. <laughs> yeah, it's from Ernest. <laughs> Urban Dictionary is just getting their meaning from Ernest. Ernest, he thinks milk is Miak. Yeah, mm. it's a great bit too because he shows up with the jar of Miak. <laughs> he's like. That's right. I've got Miak. I bet you didn't think I could find it this time of year. <laughs> it's a good joke. The troll's like, it's like the one thing the troll says as the troll. Miak. Miak. <laughs> are you stupid or something? <laughs> and he's like, he's like, are you stupid? Oh, yeah, that's my curse. Oh, right. 
Yeah, that's his curse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was his curse. Are you dumb or something? Oh, wait. Sorry. I really didn't think it would go this far. <laughs> and I thought when I placed that curse on the world bloodline that you just kind of like stub your toes a lot. But <laughs> you are legit, <laughs> legit held back here. Like I've done a he great disservice to you. How to, he doesn't even know what milk it's like Maybe. the easiest Wheel of Fortune puzzle ever. <laughs> he still gets it wrong. Mothers, am I blank? K. Hmm. Am I something K? Authentic Bulgarian Miak. <laughs> this this company has apparently made a like lager called Miak. Oh, that's funny. Bulgarian Miak. Parentheses plain. <laughs> <laughs> And one of the yeah, images cause... of it is of Ernest in his, like, uh, Genghis Khan costume. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I want to see it. Yeah, there is the there is Ernest in uh, Genghis Khan outfit with the whole bronzing of the skin. Yep. Doesn't hold up well in the modern era. Nope. A uh, bunch of people who are very, very white dressed as Native Americans for Halloween, which Yay! we definitely, like, that was a thing that was done when mm-hmm. we were kids. But, of course, nowadays, maybe not. They use the word oriental at one point. Yeah, that's in there. The sheriff says one minor swear word. Yeah. Very, very, very minor. So Sheriff Andy Griffith. Is that his name? No, it just no. looks like Andy Griffith. <laughs> like, as soon as he popped up, I was like, oh, it's Andy Griffith. How about we talk about, how about we talk about truck fights since I just read, write that down. <laughs> So you just wrote it down. So because you just wrote it down, we got to talk about it again. What is that? A death <laughs> note? <laughs> yeah. No, well, what, is, what do you want to add? Everything about this? written in this notebook will come to conversation. What do you want to add about the truck fight? <laughs> the truck fight is cool because Ernest falls into like a maybe a garbage can or something. Yeah, it's there's just, like a barrel on the back of the yeah. the truck. But I think he got from those weird like pawn shop guys. Yeah. The the entrepreneurs who are fortunately not in the movie very much. Or they have some the, the in the first scene they have some good lines that or the one that talks has some good like yeah. analogies. Do rattlesnakes kiss carefully? <laughs> so um, what else about the Trek fight? I was gonna say something but I don't remember what I was gonna say. Okay. Well he had those nunchucks, remember that? Oh yeah. He like was like I met I'm master of, um, like, martial arts, and he flings it up and he hits himself in the face. One of the things that I like most about this movie, and it's and it's a moment, it's a little moment, but it's a, it's a thing that Ernest embraces, is when he's talking to Eartha Kitt's character, you know, because he's the last of the Worrell lineage. Hopefully the last ever. Because they are not doing well, sort of mentally speaking. There's no good genes left to pass on. He has to consciously pump his own heart. Like, that's how in trouble he is. (laughs) And now it's up to him to... It's up to him to stop the troll because he's a whorl, and only the whorls can stop the trolls. And so she refers to him as the great redneck hope. Yes. (laughs) And that's so perfect. And he embraces that. He becomes the great redneck hope. It's so weird because it's like that's part of the prophecy, the great redneck hope. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And he says, like, I am the great redneck hope. Yeah. He he embraces it fully. It's a great moment. Mm -hmm. And he says it it loud as opposed to thinking it like garfield the cat like now (laughs) yeah that's that's how garfield talks (laughs) i want lasagna (laughs) i want lasagna i hate mondays (laughs) terrifying It's like something that would like crawl up over your shoulder in the middle of the night. Its head completely bulbous. And it's just whisper in your ear. Uh, Hi, Joe. Has anybody seen Nurbles? (laughs) I mailed her to Abu Dhabi, but I'm concerned that there wasn't enough postage. 
It's also kind of like, um, oh man, what's the movie? Uh, Frank Henenlotter's Brain Damage. This guy has like a oh, thing. Did you see that one? I think so. If it's uh, the one like I'm the thinking thing of. the thing that lives on the back of his head and it, yes. like, and it like tells him to go kill people and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it like sprays his brain with that yeah. purple stuff. And it gives him it gives him all these drugs if he goes out and does crime yep, and things. Yep, I, I was literally nauseated watching that movie. Oh, I, I could not get over the, the squirting into the guy's brain of the the drug it's uh, so nasty <laughs> oh, what is his name it's gonna kill me so you should talk about the joke about the english teacher <laughs> which i know joe wants to talk about i totally do you see it keeps saying he never knows um when to he never knows when to quit Quit, yeah. He never knows when to quit. Just ask my fourth grade teacher. Then we cut to his fourth grade teacher and him writing. I don't. What's he? Is he I don't know when to quit. I never know. Yeah. I, I never know, know when, when to quit, quit yeah. on the board over and over again, like Bart Simpson. And then he never. He, he never, never knew. knows when to quit. And then he scratches the board, and then she hits him in the face, and he laughs backwards. And that happened two times. Yeah. It's the Every only time, time they do that. I can't remember a similar bit in other Ernest movies. Elmer is the monster in Brain Damage. There we go. Ah, okay. Sorry for that aside. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. He never knows Disgusting when to quit. Disgusting movie. Disgusting. You'll love it if you love Ernest Scared Stupid. No, you <laughs> won't. Don't. Knows. I can't imagine anyone who would love it. <laughs> it's real upsetting. It's very... Ouchie. It's hard to watch. <laughs> I think it's Hen and Lauder's best. But that's probably true. Guys... <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, critters and creeps. If you heard me, if you if you didn't hear me, I was like, he never knows when to quit. Yeah. Owie! Yeah, because he for some reason scratches the chalkboard, runs his fingernails down the chalkboard, and the teacher hits him in the back of the head to knock his head into the chalkboard. Yeah, back of his head gets hit, <laughs> face smashes into the chalkboard. He bounces off, and it's the only time we get one of those weird cutaways like that. Yeah, that's it. And it does it twice, like kind of the same. The cutaway. exact same cutaway twice. Yeah. It might be a different take of it or something, but it's virtually it looked, identical. It looked the same to me, yeah. Or maybe they just did the same thing in the same room. Yeah, it could have just been a different take. Yeah. Yeah. What happens in the climax, Alistair? Get us to the end of the movie. Well, Talk about the bullet troll. Talk about all the trolls. What's okay. going on? I'm there? just gonna. Well, I put a mark on. Do you smell fish? Oh, yeah. I don't know what that line was about. I, I feel like that might have been a more adult line, but I don't, I don't want so. to explain. No. I don't. I really. The, the, like, That's the, the first place my mind went was the little old lady in the neck brace saying, does anyone smell fish randomly? Yeah, it's that's how that first um like weird like schizophrenic episode that Ernest has ends. Yeah, he's like changing characters and good call, Alistair. That was something that I could not explain. And, yeah, he's, like, changing characters, talking about the Ottomans and battle and bullies and stuff like that. And then at the very end of it, one of the characters says, Do you smell fish? And then the episode ends, I guess? Yeah. Can you explain that line, Alistair? Um, hmm? Can you explain it? Do you understand what it means or has to do with anything? No. Me neither. I'm lost. Maybe her neck wound is festering. <laughs> <laughs> She's maybe, got gangrene or something. Maybe yeah. she just has has nose damage. <laughs> that one she, character. Yeah. Oh, like in um split. In split. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They have completely different physical manifestations. Oh wow. Oh. Oh. Now we're getting somewhere. Oh God! Is is Ernest, Bruce Willis coming after <laughs> Ernest? Ernest is the split character. He's like that. Well, he, that's our, that's that universe's Ernest. <laughs> Maybe they're all the same. Maybe that can account for it. But he has different manifestations of Ernest P. Worrell. Uh, right? Yeah. Yeah, now we're getting somewhere. I like this. Some of them can slam dunk. Some of them go into the army. Right? They all have histories of their own because they're all in his head. Right? And so he'll like show up and he's like, oh, I've always lived at the camp. But he's been there like two weeks or whatever. Right, yeah. Interesting. Oh. I like this. I left some in there. I left Bullet Troll and the Troll. Like, the Troll. 
Okay, so let's talk about that. Let's talk about the climax then, Alistair. Why don't you tell our listeners, tell the critters and creeps, what happens in the end of Ernest Scared Stupid? Well, he gets all five dolls. The troll does. Yeah. Use names. Yeah, the troll gets all five dolls. Then the eggs drop onto the ground. Troll eggs. Yeah, the troll eggs. They swirl into the ground. Then they come up as trolls. That's really weird. Yeah, it's pretty It's pretty freaky stuff. Yeah. He says they look like Brussels sprouts. Mm-hmm. Which... He said, I hate Brussels sprouts. <laughs> the <laughs> very 80s, 90s cartoon and kids media thing. Hating on Brussels sprouts. Yep. And it occurred to me this might be the reason I didn't give Brussels sprouts a chance for a while. Because I just associate them with this, these disgusting <laughs> troll eggs. <laughs> So what else happens, Al? Okay, so... Is that at the end of the movie? The eggs drop no. and then Ernest goes, <gasps> Credits roll. <laughs> and then the Ernest rap starts. There is no Ernest rap there needed to be. But there should there have isn't. been, yeah. Well, then they figure out milk kills them or meak milk. Not meak. Meak doesn't work. <laughs> I assume if you mixed meak into milk, it would still kill them. <laughs> yeah. It would make milk-based meak. Um, how about me? Milk. 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 <laughs> or mac milk. Mac, mac milk. Mac okay. and me milk. Yeah. Mac-a-me. Coming out on Blu-ray. Mac and me milk. Oh God. Mac and me milk. Why? How about mac and me milk? Mac and me milk. Perfect. So what happens in the end of this movie, Alistair? They figure out that milk kills them. So they go around shooting the the trolls with milk. Mm-hmm. Then for a funny moment, there is the bullet troll. And so he takes the gun, he takes the bullets out, pops them in his mouth, and then another troll... Baseballs him in the in the back of the head, and he shoots bullets out of his mouth. Sure does. It's so funny. It's one of the one of the better troll bits because mostly they just kind of run around and they've got giant obtrusive masks on, so they've got a they can't do much mm-hmm. really. So yeah, that's one of the more creative things they definitely did. But the trolls all look fantastic and weird. Yeah, you know the only ones that ever stick out to me now are the like. As being out of place are the killer clowns. Like when you actually spot the killer clowns in there, it's like, well, I mean, that's a killer clown, though. <laughs> not, a not a troll. Not a troll. It's a killer clown from outer space. Then you should watch this episode because we call it um, Killer Trolls from Under the Tree. Yeah, well, you're in luck because they're listening to this episode right now. Yeah. They're your biggest so... friends. 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 They're your friends. They're, your they're, friends. Like, they're like fans, but they think they know you. <laughs> They're yeah, they're French. French. All of our all of our listeners are French. They're from France. So bullet troll happens. Then he takes in the demons, the evil demons, give him that power to be the troll, the troll of trolls, right? And uh, how does Ernest defeat this troll of trolls? Well, he thought milk would beat him, but he said. Love. So he, the troll ran after it, and he put his arms out, and he, like, dance yeah, with him. because part of the prophecy is about a child's heart and unconditional love or something like that, or mm-hmm. a child's heart is unconditional love, something. And so, yeah, he's got to show him unconditional love. So he dances with him. Aww. And then says, you're so cute, and then kisses him. Oh, no. But he's all snotty and Booger lippy. <laughs> and then what happens? To, what happens to Trantor? He dies like the other trolls. If you watch the movie, then all of the ghosts come out of him, and they're like, "You're missing the best part. He doesn't die quite like all the other trolls. His head explodes completely. Pops. I did not. Did you catch that, Joe? No, yeah, it's just I like a split second of his head, just like. Kaboom! Is he the one that turned into, like, that sludge? No, that was, like, the first one. Was it? Yeah, that no, turns that into was... a pile of, like, 
No, that was, was every, real gross. That was every one of them. Yeah, that's what they all turned like, into, but they only clearly showed it once. Yeah. So, Just so you know what's going yeah. on. They're all turning into nasty then, piles of meat chunks. Yeah, and then Ernest, when he kills one, he's like, eh. <laughs> but Trantor's head explodes. It's, oh it would I be pretty good if we had a clearer view of it. Yeah, hmm. if like his head explodes, then his arms explode. <laughs> then his body explodes. Then his every legs individual explodes. part. Yeah. And then every part that lands turns into a pile of meat chunks. There you go. Meat chunks. So, oh, and then all the kids are fine. They're not dolls anymore, including the ones from like 140 years ago or 20 years ago or whatever. <laughs> like, no, it, it was, was like only they were dressed the like one. the 1600s. No, those other kids came back too. I didn't realize. Yeah. Yeah. Her. Yeah. Eartha Kitt's family, or at least yeah. one of them was her sister. Yeah, and, and then one may. Yeah, oh, at least yeah. one was her family member. And it's weird because the prophecy is about the seventh son of the seventh son of the Whirl family. But that would make her a minimum of like 150 years old. Does that mean that Ernest has six brothers? Maybe that's what all the Ernests are. They're all brothers. Yeah. yeah they're not, they're like, not different realities. Yeah. They're brothers. Is really smart. They're, they're septuplets or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, this makes... No, this is great. And they're just all named... Ernest P. Worrell, and the P stands for something different every time. <laughs> and that's how they, t- yeah, it's yeah. like Phineas Phillip. <laughs> yeah. Piece of junk. Piece of garbage. <laughs> Proteus. <laughs> or piece of nothing. Piece of, oh, that's a, that's a deep cut. <laughs> or it's like, he's just like this every day. And Prancer. <laughs> <laughs> Prancer and Pringles. <laughs> Ernest Pringles world get in here. <laughs> yep. That that's pretty much it, I think. Yeah. Anything else to talk about there, guys? I, I was wondering the entire recording why I wrote down Troll Motel. And it's from when Ernest sets up the troll trap. And yeah. he's do he's playing out this scene of how he imagines the troll's gonna fall for the trap. He's like, oh I could really go for a troll motel and watch a nice movie and oh look. And it's got like three kids written all over <laughs> it on it. <laughs> And like a baby doll with fish hooks through its head yeah. hanging in there. He does some messed up stuff to baby dolls in this. Yeah. Like he, he also crushes one that like talks. I, I missed if he was talking for it or if it's just was, like a yeah. voice in his head. He was talking to it. He's, it's like, no, I, I don't want to die, Ernest. I got a family down at the doll factory. And he goes, well, it's either you or it's me and I'll send them a nice card. <laughs> I know where you sleep, world. <laughs> oh, my God. I know where you live. Oh, that's good stuff. And you're never going to get a card for me. Yeah. Oh, he says you're never going to get away with this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and as a baby's baby doll head gets crushed in a gear. Yeah. That's messed up. Well, Alistair, what's next, my man? Boostly. Best. Joe, if you never... um, if, I don't think you remember what this is about. If you yes, do... Yes, please explain it to me. Well... It's your favorite monster moments in the movie. Okay. We generally lean towards coolest. Monster moments. Okay. I go first? Yeah, you can go first. I think my favorite monster moment is the whole the there's nothing under the bed scene. Oh yeah. And she's she's freaked out. There's nothing under the bed, there's nothing under the bed, and she looks under the bed and like a doll's under there or something, and then she comes back up and Trantor's in bed with her. Yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I never realized that because I'm always scared of that moment. Oh, is that I, where you were covering your eyes? Yeah, I'm so scared of that moment. Yeah, Al, Al gets spooked with this one. Um, but of course, fun spook, not straight up scared. Yeah. Like that's, Joe saw it. Joe can attest firsthand. You cover Less, your eyes and it's all good. You know, and, we, and then we go, <gasps> gasp, you know. And it's fun. It's a good time. Fun spooks, not scares. Yeah. That's that's our that's our limit. Oh, uh, my favorite monster moment is when he tries to stop the troll from getting out, and he takes oh, the top of the, the, the trash lid. Yeah, and then tries to stand down, and then he gets back up, and I think the garbage can lid hits his face, and he's like, Ugh, "Oh man, <laughs> coolest." Oh. I, when he gets run over by the truck, that's just amazing to me. I mean, just because it's a it's good dummy work, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. like a dummy monster getting hit 
just full bore by a truck going backwards. <laughs> and also a dog driving it. That is yeah, a so dog cool. driving a truck backwards over <laughs> a dummy of a troll. That's A plus in my book. It's like, it's you, like Ben Hur, Ernest Scared yeah, Stoop. <laughs> yeah. yeah, with Ben Hur at second. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And I know how they made the dog thing. They just took a log that looked like a dog. Yes, they made a little. Statue. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't try to do like a dog statue. Like it was just a log. <laughs> well, it had weird. its like head between its like front paws, like it was cowering. Yeah, it had kind of the shape, but and not like feet. not like the other ones. It wasn't as detailed as the other ones. Yeah, it no, just looked like a log. The, the sculptor's like, I can't do dogs. <laughs> what if you put its head between its paws? Yeah, all right. <laughs> That's cool. Maybe he had a moral objection to sculpting dogs. And you basically couldn't see its feet. Yeah, they were, I mean, they didn't show it that clearly. I can't believe Rimshot wasn't a, a standing character through the rest of the Ernest movies. I think he's in one other one. Is, Is he, he in another goes one? To jail? I don't remember him in Ernest Goes to Jail. Ernest Goes to Jail. I think so. Okay. At least one other one. I swear it. Yeah. So that's that's my beastly best. Now it's time to get spooked. <laughs> spookiest moment joe it's hard for me to top the 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 troll turning into a pile of troll parts and goo that's pretty gross that's, that's really upsetting. gross <laughs> yeah that's um, upsetting the, uh, my scariest moment was when he was talking like um her oh like the the girl um yeah. emily or whatever elizabeth, elizabeth. yep from Third Rock from the Sun. I had to look her up because she looks so familiar to me. She's Joseph Gordon-Levitt's girlfriend in Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah, that's yours? When he's imitating her? Yeah. Yeah, when you see a monster that is talking and the voice of like a normal human being is coming out of it, that's always kind of upsetting. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's actually something that they do in Killer Clowns. Oh, you're right. That's interesting. Yeah. That's an interesting connection because the boyfriend is like, she hears her boyfriend at the door and... And he's like, hey, you got to let me in. The clowns are outside or whatever. I'm here to save you. And they open the door and she's like, oh, thank goodness. And and it keeps talking in the boyfriend's voice. But then the voice turns into a clown voice as it goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Chiodos, man. Who also made the critters, of course. Yeah. Best thing about the critters. One thing that we've talked about on the show is that there are so many scenes where clearly there are just special effects people and PAs hurling things onto the screen <laughs> like, like, like bowling they, balls yeah they like made they painted bowling balls in the <laughs> i don't think they're actually bowling balls they're, they're, they're made like, out of like foam or something yeah, like yeah. foam but like with like fur on yeah. them because yeah. the critters are furry so mine i guess would be i, I mean I, i'll just go with the one that bothered me as a kid which is just the thought of somebody being turned into a doll like, that's real spooky to me. Like, that, as a kid, really upset me. It was one of those things that, like, fundamentally bothered me, like, to my core. Like, kind of metaphysically, I was like, ugh, I'm not okay with that. Yeah. You we t- we talked about watching it, too. Like, the Rimshot one is the most upsetting. I was like, you're really invested in Rimshot as a character when he gets turned into a log. That's very sad. <laughs> yeah. And, it's, and especially after having just watched Ernest Goes to Camp. I don't want Ernest to be sad again, because if he starts singing another heartbreaking <laughs> song, oh no, I'm going to just weep. I've never seen anything like that. <laughs> Ernest the, singing, gee, I'm glad it's raining. <laughs> gee, I'm glad it's the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Alistair, what was you? What was yours again? Um, you, you'd said it, right? Um, oh, we're he, talking in, in the, yeah, her voice. talking right? with the Elizabeth's voice. Did we want to do um, what? Did, oh, funny moments. What did we call it? We called it. Uh, Wasn't it like bone ticklers or something yeah, like that? Funny, funny bones. Funny bones. Funny bones. Yeah, funny bones. Time for funny, funny bones. bones. I don't know. Exactly. I don't know. Funny we gotta bones. come up with an intro for it. We should have like little stinger music or something <laughs> for all of these. I don't know. Funny bones though. Funniest moment in the movie because being a comedy, there's a bunch of. There's stuff. a lot of really funny moments in this. What do you think, Joe? Um, I'm going to go with something we haven't talked about yet because I, I really enjoyed it, is when uh, our hero, Will, what's his name? Kenny. Kenny. That's right. Kenny. Kenny Binder. When Kenny 
throws the powdered milk into the fan oh, to kill the bit. one troll. <laughs> that was really good. Oh that is a funny bit. Like the look on his face and then throwing in the fan behind him so that it blows in the troll's face <laughs> and That's kills a good him. Bit. I like that a lot. Um, My funniest moment was... Like, he was running around the tree with the troll, and then the oh. trolls bumped together, and he's, yeah. like, and he's like, I got you. Here we go again. That's, that, what about you? I mean, the, the English teacher bit is great. Yeah. That's really, really funny. I think that's easily the funniest moment because it's so out of nowhere. But on the whole... The humor works really well. It totally holds up. A lot of Ernest Goes to Camp, at least for me, was groaner stuff. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of like, yeah, I guess so. But even the slapsticky stuff with Ernest in Ernest Scared Stupid was really funny. Oh, I, I thought of another one where he gets his hand stuck in yeah. the troll trap. I was thinking of that too. The timing <laughs> was beautiful because yeah. he looks at, it gets caught. He's looking at the general camera direction for a long time. Looks back at his hand for a while. <laughs> Looks back towards the camera for a surprisingly long time. It's really long. Back at his hand for a long while. It's like a minute of a back and forth. It's it feels like so forever. And then, and then he, he freaks goes, out. He's like, ah! Exactly. <laughs> that was really good. Yeah. So great stuff. Alistair, any, any final thoughts on Ernest Scared Stupid? Do you recommend this movie? Yes. I recommend... The two I've watched since, yeah. Ernest Scared Stupid and Ernest Goes to Camp? Yeah. Okay. I recommend both of those. I think this is a perfect Halloween movie. Yeah. I really do. I mean, it's set, like, on Halloween. It's very much like um, Hocus Pocus. I was just going to, it's like Hocus Pocus, but I don't enjoy, Hocus Pocus has not aged well for me. I cannot watch Hocus Pocus. It's okay. I, I like Hocus Pocus a lot. Um, I didn't when it came out when I was a kid. I didn't like Hocus Pocus. I did I when do. I was a kid. I thought it was cute and fun, but it didn't have any. Monsters I can't in it, watch it now. So I, it wasn't for me. Well, the witches have, are monsters. They weren't monstery enough. Not yeah, that's true. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, Not good enough. What about the ones when... just cute? <laughs> Joe, I assume you'd recommend this one. Yeah, too. totally. I mean, normally we don't do recommendations. It but was like, super fun because usually it comes out. But I say look it up. I mean, mm. especially if you have not so fond memories of Ernest movies in general, then this is one to go back to. The other ones, maybe not so much, especially Ernest Goes to Camp is pretty shaky. But Ernest Scared Stupid, really funny. Really enjoyable. Liked it a lot. Uh, let's uh, do social media plug stuff. Weak little part, intro. Yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> so, Joe, Joe, what do you do and where can people find you? I host the quote-unquote Guilty Podcast. It's about guilty pleasures, mostly movies, but the occasional TV show or comic or whatever. Hot Pockets. <laughs> Food. <laughs> Scientific principles. You know, whatever whatever we want to talk about. Um, so you can find us on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts and Stitcher, among other podcasters and we're on twitter at quote guilty and i'm on twitter at play underscore architect beautiful alistair did you want to plug our social medias or you want me to do it um i don't okay let's do it together you can find us on social media we are on twitter at cadaver underscore cast cadaver underscore cast and you can find us on facebook at cadaver cast Cadavercast Critters and Creeps Club. club. Join the club. Yeah. We're having a lot of fun over there. And yep. we'll be posting a picture from this very uh, recording, or the before the recording. I took I took a picture of you, too. Oh, okay. <laughs> so uh, I'll post that up there. So we post pictures and just share weirdness. So join the club. Cadavercast Critters and Creeps Club on Facebook. And if you want to send us an email, you got a whole bunch of stuff you want to say that you don't want to say publicly, I suppose. Uh, cadavercast at gmail.com but you want them to say publicly yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll call you out definitely we'll you know send us your social security number uh your address mother's maiden name um, first all the answers name. to all of yeah like those prompts your what yep. was the make and model of your first car favorite teacher first job all that stuff mm -hmm. yeah and uh and yeah. if you never know when to quit
<laughs> Let us know on social media. And we are, of course, a patron-supported podcast. You can support the show and, more specifically, Alistair's College Fund uh, by heading over and becoming a patron at patreon.com slash word salad. <laughs> word salad production patrons have access to uh, early episodes from a bunch of word salad stuff, including ours when we actually have them up and ready to go early. Um, we're going to have a whole bunch of new uh, stuff posting over the summer. I also host a show on there called Cinemuck with my buddy Tyler. Good times. But again, the money we pull in goes towards Alistair's College Fund. So uh, we thank you for helping out this little guy. He fills your head with weirdness and you can help instructors fill his head with weirdness in the future. Sure. That makes sense. Yeah. As a college instructor myself, this is true. Well, my boy. You want to get us uh, signed out and thank Joe along the way? Mm-hmm. You've been listening to another episode of Cadaver Cast. I'm Al Burnham. And I'm Cadaver Dad Jeff Burnham. And thank you, Joe. You're welcome. Thanks for having me on, Al. Thanks, Joe. And thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks. We love you. Oh, I remember what, what I was going to say. Maybe the, like, the cannon was full of meak. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Or it was just a big meak can, just no meak in it. Ran out, somebody drank it all or ate it all or rubbed it all over their body or whatever you do with (laughs) meak. And then they turned into a meak. (laughs) <laughs> you said that with the cadence of a pun, but... <laughs> I think yak is the pun in there. I said meak. <laughs> Listeners, chime in if you yeah, understand. Please please tweet me-ack. us to explain Al's joke. It's called meak. Yes. I said ack. Me. Like Arkansas? <laughs> <laughs>